Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Working Girls. I'm Trinity the Tuck. And I am Ginger Z Minge. <laughs> and we're super excited to be back. We took a, a couple of weeks vacation. You know, we are working girls, so we have a lot going on. So I'm super excited. We're going to catch up today. It's just going to be me and you today, Ginger. I know. Well, and, and you said, oh, you take a couple weeks for vacation, girl. I wish that I had had a vacation. Like, I'm very <laughs> happy to be back to work, but it wasn't like dip your toes in the water. Get used to it. It was push us right off into the deep end. Oh, girl, you have been, especially you, because you are like uh, right now on TV again. So, uh, yes. yeah, and it's almost at the end. We haven't really talked about All Stars uh, because we all of our recordings have been pretty much before the season aired. So today we get to catch up on that. Yeah, um, I mean, it's been weird. It's been interesting being back on TV after so long. And um, first of all, you are not in Orlando. That's why we are in two different rooms because uh, yeah. you are doing another project. What are you doing? And where well, are right you? Now, well, right now I'm in Provincetown and I got here about a week ago and I'm going to be here through September 11th, my birthday. I'm doing four shows a week here at the Art House. Um, it's, I mean, it's great. It's wonderful. I've always wanted to play P-Town. Um, I sound like, girl, I sound like an old cabaret singer. I've always wanted to play P-Town. Um, and I finally got the chance and it's been going well. I've been selling out every show, standing ovation. What is your show about here? About an hour long. Uh-huh. Um, and that's about it. Like, it's my big gay cabaret. So the audience kind of facilitates what happens. They get to pick what songs I do. I have an opening and a closing we play some games and then I tell stories and sing songs. So every That's show is different. It's really fun. I'm having a good time. If I could sing, I'd probably do that too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have sung plenty. Just because you can't carry a tune has never stopped you before. You were right. <laughs> but I don't know that I would sell tickets to that. Maybe they would. Maybe they'd want to hear horrible songs. Yeah, who uh, yeah, I could sing your songs for you. It's all art. <laughs> it's spelled very interestingly. Well, let's talk about All Stars uh, 6. I'm super sure. excited. I've been watching and loving everything. You're like such a superstar on this season. Thank you. Um, it's, it's weird because it's been so long since I've been on TV in the realm of Drag Race. You know, yeah. I've been doing other projects, which are, are it's a, just a different beast you know and both of my original seasons were on logo still so the fan base has definitely i won't say it's changed but it's expanded and yeah. uh, it, it's just it's a lot it's a lot but it, it is the first time that i have like had such an overwhelming amount of love and support from the oh, fan base good. which is it's different for me you know season seven i i kind of became a bitchy little villain at the end of it and all Stars 2, I just wasn't around long enough to, to really make an impression either way. So it's been, it's been good. It's been really good. So right now in the competition, they just eliminated Eureka for, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you, if you don't want to know what's going on, then turn this off now. So they've just eliminated Eureka. And so the top four right now is you, Raja, Sonique Love, and Trinity. Yes. 
Yeah. I was like, girl, you can't forget Trinity. You got the same name. No, no. I was just trying to remember um, everybody's no, I know. name. But yeah, so that's a, a very good cast. You're all Southern Queens. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Um, what has been your favorite part of the, the season so far? I've really enjoyed doing the challenges that are like super different. Cause I think for this all-stars, they kind of went, let's shake it up. Let's do a whole bunch of different things we've never done before. Um, because you know, like after a while it starts to, to fit a, a certain mold. So it's like, well, we know that there's going to be a girl group challenge and we know there's going to be an improv challenge. This year, I feel like they've really gone outside of the box and said, okay, well, we're going to do this drag tots thing where you have to create a cartoon character and then become the mascot for that. I I grew up in Orlando. I love Disney and Universal and all that shit. I "I can be a mascot, girl. It's fine. Um, and, And there's a couple, like, there's some more things coming up on the season that are also very different than I think people expect. So I like it. It's been keeping people guessing. And the cast has been so strong that, you know, it's really kind of like some days it feels like, well, if you had worn a gold earring, you probably would have won this challenge. But since you wore silver, you're going home. (laughs) It's really close. What's really interesting to me is the three out of the top four didn't make it to their original like to the end of their seasons before mm-hmm. you're, you're the only one that that made it this far before so um i think that's amazing that you know you see growth in how much people have grown since their season i mean um kylie sonique has completely changed mm-hmm. um trinity seems to have like really found her groove found her voice raja has gotten such a way better edit because I'm sure she's not much different than her original season. She just got a different edit. I mean, that's my opinion. Uh, you know. Well, I I I think I agree to that to some extent, but I also really feel like Raja has just kind of relaxed into herself a little bit more. Yeah. You know, when you go on TV, especially the first time, you you're so worried about how people are going to perceive you, how the judges are going to perceive you, how well you're going to do, how poorly you might do, that you just get caught up in your head. Yeah, yeah. And for me, season seven, I just kind of went in there and didn't expect anything. And I think that's why I made it to the end, because I just kind of took one day at a time. But All-Stars 2, that's when I went in and I was so in my head about okay, I've got to do this so that people won't hate me for that. But if I do that, then I have to do this because the judges will need to see this as well. And it just, I couldn't get out of my own way. Yeah. Well, you're definitely not that now. Like you've really become almost like the mama of the group. Like you (laughs) you feel real uh, confident, but not cocky. Like you've really uh, stepped up your runway game. Like you look gorgeous. I mean, uh, you've excelled in all the, challenges that we expect you to excel in but um I feel like those are the the things that I feel like you have like improved for yourself which is amazing well, I mean, been- yeah, I might be biased because we're both from the same city and we're friends and you know we have a podcast together but I kind of see you as like the front runner <laughs> <laughs> well I'd like to see myself as the front runner as well um and, and it's so funny because you go online and all these kids have come, I call them kids. I call everybody kids. I call my mom kids sometimes. All these people have come up with their own different scoring systems. 
And I'm talking like hundreds of them across the world and they all think that theirs is right. And so I'll get tagged and me and the other girls will get tagged on Instagram in this thing that it's like 500 different versions of who's in first place statistically and who's in last place. And it's, it changes every time. And I'm like, it really doesn't work that way. As much as we would like to say, okay, this is the track record. They, there is not an actual scoring system. So yeah, all stars is just a different game in the end anyway i mean the the show in general after from season nine on changed so like to get to the you know to get to the top four um it kind of was like what your track record was and then after you got to the top four it's almost like what you did through the season didn't matter you know because it's all lip sync i don't know what what's in store for y'all's finale but um that's kind of how it's been with other all-stars and from season nine on so I don't I think people should just enjoy the show instead of like trying to predict based off of their track record because in the end I mean you have people like Evie I think Evie only won a single episode she just won one episode uh -huh. one challenge and won the whole thing so yeah. you can't really base it off of of track record like wins and stuff well, and as much as I would like to sit back and go, okay, I know that I've won too many challenges. And like, I won the reading challenge was like the biggest mini challenge you can win. I won two of those, two challenges. And I'm the only one that's won both of my lip syncs at this point. So like, I would like to sit back and go, I'm in a great position. But we've also, we've seen it go any kind of way. You never know what the finale holds. So I, I'm excited. I'm just as excited as everybody else to see how it's going to shake out. Is there anything that hasn't been shown that is like a, a, a little tidbit for the fans uh, to know about? Yes. Um, yes. What? Tell us. Yes. I am so surprised. We were talking about this in our little group. We were all a little surprised that on this past episode, the Drag Tots episode, they didn't show the fact that Kylie broke all of our sewing machines. She broke all, <laughs> all of them. She started with hers and it just went. Bum, 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 bum. She's like, oh, I, I have the bad machine. I have the bad machine. Can I use yours, Eureka? So she went over and girl, five minutes later, we hear bum, 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 bum. breaks Eureka's machine. So then she goes over to Trinity's machine, bum, 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 bum. breaks that one, finally comes over to mine. And I had the like the only working machine in the room at that point. So like Raja and I kept switching off and sharing it. And girl, what you know it, she comes over and just bum, 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 bust that machine too. How does she break all these machines? Was her fabric like, was it sequin or something? No, Mary, it was spandex. How do you break machines on spandex? That's like the easiest fabric to sew. It is, but I also feel, I mean, you know that those are old rickety crickety sewing oh, machines oh. that are there. They're yeah. not the best in the first place. The needles are old. Some of them are gunked up from all that sequin dot fabric. Um, but also, if you don't have a basic knowledge of sewing, you don't know, like, if, so I, like, all of mine was that real thick sequin on velvet. So I had to really adjust the tension and this, that, and the other thing to make it go through. But if you don't readjust that for a different fabric, that fabric just started slinging through that machine so fast it was pulling it into the foot and just gunking it up. So, 
the, they had they dug up one more that we all had to use to to share to finish our outfits but it was so funny and i don't say that to like shade her i just thought it was really funny yeah. and i was surprised they didn't show it because it was such a big thing in the room was there any eliminations that were really shocking to the cast like that y'all didn't think was going to happen but did well i think jan's elimination was it, it was so shocking and I know it was a split decision. So like some people thought Jan should go home. Some people thought that Pandora should go home, whatever. That wasn't the shocking part. The shocking part was that it, for the first time ever, it was a tie and none of us knew how that tie was going to be broken. We didn't know if they were going to make them lip sync for their lives. We didn't know if they were going to make us all revote or anything. So all of a sudden RuPaul goes, well, uh, according to the rule book, which P.S., where's this rule book? Where did it come from? Because I would like to read a copy of it before I compete, please. Um, she said, according to it, reverts back to the top all-star. And girl. But that's Trin the bullshit she just made up on the spot, bitch. <laughs> well, Trinity thought she was free and clear and didn't have to make her decision. So she had stepped to the back of the stage and she was bitter as cat piss that she still had to come up and make the call. Well, I don't know why she would be mad because if you eliminate that person, then, you know, they're gone. So, you know, the, the person that would be mad is gone. So the person you save would probably be on your side for the future. Well, yeah, probably. But I, I don't know. I think she, she seemed to have more than anybody else an issue with the voting every week. Yeah. Like it, it, I mean, it bothered all of us. Nobody wants to do it. You've been in that position. You don't want to do it. You don't want to be the reason that somebody's dream comes crashing down around them, but it is a part of the job. Yeah. If you sign up to do the job, you have to be comfortable with all aspects of it. Even if you don't like it, you got to make yourself comfortable with it. So every week she would just kind of like be mad that yeah. she had to make this decision. And it really just kind of fucked with her head a little bit. So I think in that moment, she was like, okay, I'm out of this co equation completely. I'm going to step to the back and let it go. And then she got called back up. Yeah, I can relate to that because I'm not really an emotional person too much. Like I, I don't really cry a lot. And, I and in my journey through Drag Race, I haven't cried too much. But for All-Stars, I won the first challenge. You don't really know how it feels until you're in that position. Yeah. And it's completely different feeling than Rue and the judges picking who's in the bottom. Like, it's just completely different. And, you know, that having to pick between, at the time, my friend, which was Farah, and then my other friend, which was Jasmine, uh, you know, picking and not having a track record to go off of to make you feel a little bit better about, okay, well, I'm making the right decision you know, you just have to just go with what yeah. you think. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, it makes your stomach turn. It, de it definitely is, is something like you said, like ripping somebody's dream away from them, you know, it, it sucks. So um, I, I hated that part, but you're right. Like it's part of the game. And if you want to be on all stars, you now know that that is definitely a part of the game. Yeah. Well, and like when I eliminated Scarlet, I put a lot of thought into that. And to me, it was the only fair decision because people were like, how can you say it's the only way you can sleep at night? And da -da. Because it was the only fair thing to do. Kylie had been in the top 
She hadn't yeah. won anything, but she'd been in the top. And Jan, even though she had been in the bottom before, had just won the week before. Whereas yeah. Scarlett had just been safe all the way through. And to me, like, if they if we were talking about track record and going off of judges critiques and this that and the other thing it felt like the only fair thing to do was to say all right you have the weakest track record out of this and she wasn't on a team with me so like i saw how hard jan was working to try to fix these things the judges were telling her it, it just it was the only thing that made sense to me to do and i thought that like in my my heart of hearts I was doing the right thing. And then, girl, those, those people are still wearing me out on the internet. <laughs> girl, this it's a TV show. People need to get over it. It's just a TV show. You can't blame. These people would be so bored if everything was just so kumbaya. Speaking of not kumbaya, was there any, like, drama that, that like, wasn't really aired or that happened off camera? No, no, it, there really wasn't. And it feels like this season, you know, a lot of people I've seen online. Well, most people are like, oh, look, it's RuPaul's best friend's race. This is actually really nice. But there's some people that are like, look how fake all these bitches are. No, what I think a lot of people don't really take into consideration is that this season is so unique because of the way it was filmed. Like we were at the height of a pandemic. At this point, we had all been locked up in our respective homes for months and months and months. So we didn't have the resources. We didn't have time. We didn't have communication with other people. So when we got in that room, it was the first time we were allowed to perform. It was the first time we were allowed to hug somebody, to yeah. be around somebody. So the general vibe was very positive. Yeah. And it, it just, I think if it had happened with this cast outside of that kind of bubble, there would have been potential for a lot more drama, but we were just so excited to be doing something, creating art and being together. Yeah. Well, how do you feel like you're, you said that you've gotten a lot more love from the fans than before, but how do you feel like your perception has been with with the fans like majority of the fans I know you said you had a lot of love but like uh, I know how girl being on the show especially coming back for all stars how some of the fans can be with with it being a tv show like uh, is there anything that you regret saying or doing because of the way that it's it came across or no um the the one moment that other than uh, choosing to eliminate Scarlett, the one moment that people have clung to was when, after I eliminated Scarlett, I had a conversation with Kylie where I told her, you know, I was close to picking your lipstick. And it wasn't shown in full context. So it does seem kind of like I was coming for her or trying to get in her head when I, she'll be the first one to tell you the continuation of that that conversation was I would almost picked your lipstick, but when you came to me with all of that passion, I saw how much you wanted to be here. So I'm only telling you this because I want you to take that same feeling and yeah. take it into the next challenge. Because once you do that, once you take what you feel in here and put it out here for the world to see, you're going to be unstoppable. And that was the full conversation. Yeah. But it's also just not that interesting, you know, <laughs> so it ends up on the cutting room floor. That's the thing is that people need to realize that, the, you know, the show 
it's a reality show. It's more of a reality show. And when I say reality, I'm it's in quotation marks. It's a produced show. So even more so than a competition, it's not like a pageant, like, a, you know, most pageants, you have a point system, the person with the most points wins. That's what it is. This is a produced show. They have to have a story that they tell about each character that's on there. That's just part, it's, it's a TV show. They have to, like, there's no way getting around it. And so people just need to enjoy it for what it is. You can't be mad at the characters that are on TV. They're characters. They're not necessarily the full representation of yeah. each person in real life because it's a different situation. It's a competition. It's also edited. And that's just what it is. And, and there's nothing well, wrong with it. And you can be mad at the characters on TV, but that doesn't mean that it gives you the right to attack the people that are behind those characters. Right. Personally, because it, it just like one of my favorite shows ever. And I get shit about this all the time is Dance Moms. I loved Dance Moms. Because those bitches were crazy. The kids were so talented, and I love that part of it. But also on the like the complete opposite end of that, the moms were insane. And Abby Lee Miller was the ringleader of it all. And I just remember going into fan groups and stuff. And this is way back, like before I was even on Drag Race the first time. I was I would go through fan groups and see the things that people were saying, not only about these women, but to them. And then it would like trickle down to the kids, these these little girls that were on this dance show. And it, it just, it took my breath away because I was like, why would you take time out of your day to go and tell this person something about them that yeah. A, if it's true, they already know that and B, doesn't concern you at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, so I think that that's what has helped me get through all of this over three seasons. This season, it's been very interesting because it's like when I don't win a challenge, the fans attack me and they're like, girl, why aren't you winning? Or you should have won or da, 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 da. And then the very next week I could win the challenge and they go, you shouldn't have won. This person should have won. Like, why are you? At so it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how it is. I think with everyone, I think that there's very few girls that get through the drag race experience unscathed I, I don't think there's probably anybody really I mean everybody goes through it so it's 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 definitely something that makes you wonder what the hell is wrong with some people like <laughs> these these trolls that are doing that and it's not it's not the majority of the fan base I mean because no, no. you really have a huge following you know we all have a huge following so it's not it's not our supporters it's the people who are trolling they have way, way too much time on their hands to go out there and spread rumors and hate and all this stuff without facts or, you know, without context or just because they just want to be assholes. Yeah. So um, it, it is kind of crazy. It, it's I did a podcast um, with someone from the UK yesterday and they asked me, um, how did I get through? How did I how do I handle going from not being famous to being famous with dealing with social media and stuff. And, and it's, nobody can prepare you. The, like yeah. the, that's what I told them. Nobody can prepare you for, for, for getting in this kind of situation because 
you know, when we, to us, we're not doing anything really different than what we did before Drag Race. We're doing drag. That's what we did. You did it for years and years and years. I did it for years and years and years. And then we get this platform that's something much, much larger. And we're still doing the same thing we were doing before, but you can't say the, the same jokes that you said, you know, in your shows when people were coming and laughing, you can't, you know, do this and you can't do that. And, you know, if you, even if you're yourself or doing something that's not really um, politically incorrect, they're still going to come after you because yeah. it's just part of it. But, you know, there are so many positive things for being on such a large platform and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm super grateful for what we've done. And girl, you're, you're in the running to win. I mean, I don't know what's about to happen, but I, I don't I, either. I, that's the other funny thing. And I know that you've been there before is that people will come up to you and be like, did you win? Did you win? Come on. You can tell me if you want. You're like, I don't know. Yes, you yeah. do. No, I don't. We don't know until it happens. Yeah. You don't know. Cause they film multiple endings to um, the finale. I don't know if that's what they did for you, but in my experience in the, the seasons that I have done, they've, uh, filmed multiple endings so you really don't know until the episode airs mm-hmm. and um, they haven't had a big girl in the U.S. win no um, so that would be a first I will I will say that as I inch closer and closer and closer to the finale I have noticed that what happened to me on season seven with uh, with the majority of the fan base is starting to trickle in again as far as like people are now that they see me as a threat for the crown they're starting to let their fat phobia show oh they're starting to come through and be like you don't deserve to win you shouldn't have won any of your challenges you didn't deserve to win the reading challenge you didn't deserve this you shouldn't even be back and when people call them out and ask them for a reason it's always something to do with, I hate that fat bitch or that fat bitch should go home. It's always something about my weight. So it's like, well, that really kind of says more about you than it does about me. And I- These these trolls, I feel like unless you are like one of the very young, early twenties, pretty skinny white girls, they're not interested in you. I mean, like I'm, I'm skinny, but like, and I'm white, but I'm, I'm not young. And, you know, uh, so I, I fall into a different category, kind of like your fat thing. It's, they just don't like me because I'm not that young, you know, what they would say, quote unquote, fashion queen. And so it, it's, it's, it's bizarre how some of these fans, um, all they want is the same type of cookie cutter queen to win. Yeah, which really is a shame because the more diversity that we can get inside of the winner's circle, the more representation that we can show to the rest of the world, I think the more it's going to help everybody. It's not yeah. just about helping me and helping fat people and, and to succeed and all this kind of stuff. It's about showing that particularly in America, where we're supposed to be the land of the free and diversity and this, that, and the other thing, it goes to show you that no matter who you are or where you're from or what you've done, you too can grow up to accomplish your goals and live your dreams and be successful. 
That's yeah. what America is. It's it's like the land where you go to dream and make things happen. If you don't win, who do you want to win? Nobody. <laughs> Cancel the rest of the season. Burn the footage. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes, that's a good answer. Fuck off. Um, in all honesty, uh, I I wish that they hadn't uh, done a tie up to this point, Miss Thing, because I feel like all all like the people who make it to the finale are worthy of winning for one way or like one reason or another. And I feel like in a season where it was so difficult just to make the season happen, yeah. it would be nice to reward several people as long well, as it's not splitting up the money. <laughs> Now I know like don't don't tell us what it is but is there any like anything else that's going to happen that's a twist that we aren't expecting I don't know cuz I don't know what you're expecting Okay well something that's not like the general seasons in the past like is there any twists that happen you don't have to tell us what it is but I don't think that there's anything really like earth shatteringly different. I think the nuances are different, but like the, the general flow is kind of the same. Okay. All right. I'm excited to see what this finale is. I am too. No, I, I will say the, um, the finale, the, the overall vibe of the finale is different than, than any of the, like the all-stars finales in the past. Oh, just a little, just a little, like the vibe of it, not the the overall, but it's just, it's fun. I like it. Who were you closest to on the season? You know, it varied from it week did. to week. Okay, because when yeah. you're you're in that room, you know, some weeks you're working one on one with somebody and you get really close, and and then the next week you work one on one with somebody else and you start to build that relationship. Um, I think overall. I was very close with um, with Kylie, with Raja, with Trinity, which it's so it's weird to say that, you know, knowing that now we are in the top four together. But I think that that's because the the four of us, we really communicated well. We really like had each other's backs. We were helpful. Um, you, you know, I'm not a seamstress by any means, but um, Trinity was always there to help me figure out like how to put on a sleeve or how to do this or do that. And then her and Kylie would come over and uh, they didn't show this. Like I coached Kylie for the acting challenge, even though she got the role that I wanted, I sat there and I yeah. told her, I was like, so this is kind of what you need to do. And you got to tap into this and make sure you watch your diction, but keep the, the inflections up. And so we helped each other and yeah. I, I liked all of them. I did not expect to get as close to Eureka as I did. Oh, because, you know, I, will say, I, I like because I've competed with her on season nine and, you know, we didn't have the greatest relationship for a while after that. And since then, we have cleared things up for sure. But um, I, I do find her way more likable this season than season nine and season 10. Yeah. She's way more likable. She, what I think it is, what I find, and this is just my observation, and it could be wrong, but it's just my observation. I find when people, when, when people get that recognition that they need, that, they, they, that they're doing good, with, it could be outside of Drag Race or in Drag Race, whatever that is, when they finally get that recognition and it, it kind of makes them sit back and be like, okay, I'm okay now. I don't have to like just 
be raw. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened to Eureka. I feel like she has her HBO show and, you know, she's went through the motions of, of all this other stuff and has kind of like gotten comfortable with herself mm-hmm. since season 10. And she's just a different, at least from what I gather, I haven't worked with her too much, but on the show, she just comes across way different, which I love. I'm so happy for her. With- to me, she's very much the same as she always was, but in a very natural way. Yeah. Like I said with Raja, she just kind of relaxed into who she was and she's okay yeah. with that. And I think that happened for a lot of us. Like a lot of people are talking about me this season being like, they said it's still kind of the same ginger, but you just seem like you're having fun. You seem like you're so likable this time. And it's because I, A, I like myself better <laughs> than I did all those years ago. And B, I, I just, I learned that people are not attracted to um, inauthentic people. So if you're not just kind of being yourself and doing what you do and, and living your life earnestly, nobody's going to give a fuck. Yeah. And so I went into this one just bound and determined to have a good time because All-Stars 2, season seven was a great experience. All-Stars 2, worst experience of my life. Literally, like, made me suicidal. I wow. talked about it on the show and they never, they actually, they, they didn't air that. But um, somebody had asked me why I came back. And I said, because I have to be able to release that trauma from All-Stars 2. It was a very traumatic time for me, a very traumatic experience. And I refused to allow that to happen again. So I went in and I was like, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to have a good time. And I don't give a shit what anybody else says. Yeah. Well, I feel like you've done great. You've put your best foot forward. You do come across way more likable. I know that like a lot of the fans, like you had said before, they were giving you shit about your entrance look, but you have definitely shown them on the runway. Cause like your patterned look with the, the uh, butterfly catcher thing was super, super cute. I loved your gothy looking um, baby <laughs> doll dress. I mean, you just had some great, great looks. Some of the best looks of the season. Okay. So um, I think that you've really shown uh, who Ginger Minge is. And, you know, I mean, you've proven yourself outside of the show. Like you've, you're yeah. an actress, actor, actress, singer, um, comedian, uh, back page um, um, solicitor. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and that's that's another thing that like my previous seasons cost, I got into drag because of theater. Yeah. And in theater, you don't handle your costumes or your makeup or your wigs. You know, like somebody else does that for you and you just go and perform. Yeah. And so I went and did... Um, season seven I had no money at all so we did the good old community theater and went down to every thrift store and raided everybody's closet and started cutting stuff up and putting it together and even if I didn't like things I was like well they know better than I do because they design costumes so when I got torn apart for wearing those things I didn't give a shit because it's like I didn't design it I don't care yeah all stars too same thing I I put all my faith and money in designers and had no say in it because I didn't trust myself and it ended up backfiring on me. So this time going in, I was like, I haven't been working in months, so I have no money. I have to get resourceful again, but I also just want to do things and wear things that 
I like that. I yeah. think are fun and happy. And we did that and it, it has really paid off. And again, I think it goes back to being like just authentically you. If, if it's a representation of, of you and your art and how you feel and what you're putting together, I think people are more open to it. There is a shit ton of uh, drag race franchises that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're in the midst of your season, which is also six, which we have, I think, two more episodes left. I'm excited to see who wins. Hopefully you. Hopefully and then, me. Yes, hopefully you. And then um, they've just filmed two other franchises. Canada's coming out. Um, Spain, uh, Australia. Holland uh, just started. Holland. Um, they just announced the Philippines, which which is so bizarre because they announced the Philippines drag race right after Manila had announced something called Drag Den, which is a, a drag competition. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out with a drag race queen hosting a non drag race franchise. Well, a non drag race uh, competitor. Yeah. Cause like it would have been different if, if if I think like oh there's no drag race Philippines so it makes sense that they're doing their own thing and they're using a drag race girl um, and now that they've announced they're doing drag race Philippines it's kind of pitting them against each other so which is be- weird because I don't think I mean I don't I don't know for sure but I don't think I mean Manila announced hers way before wow so like I don't think Manila really probably knew that they were doing a drag race Philippines. Oh, I mean, I guarantee you neither of like World of Wonder and Manila, neither of them knew the other was planning the other thing. Sometimes things like that just happen. It's yeah. like the pop art runway or the Madonna runway where everybody comes out in a kimono or everybody comes out with their face on their dress. Like you just have these ideas and yeah. sometimes they coincide. So crazy. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite season of drag race ever season five why why i think season five is the perfect season because there first of all i knew every girl that was on that season except for jinx at that time but i knew of her because of theater we had both played hedwig and hedwig and the angry inch around the same time and that's another one where the fan base is very very vocal oh. um, so i kind of knew who she was and I was, I was excited to see her but I knew I was there for all the drama between Alyssa and Coco with Miss Gay America and all that. Um, I loved Detox because we worked together in Orlando for so long. I, I, of course, I knew Roxy for so long working together. We'd done Continental Plus together for years. I was there when she got crowned. So I knew everybody going into it. And then I felt like the drama was iconic. Oh, girl. The drag was iconic especially at that time i felt like it was really pushing the level of the yeah. runway and everything up and i felt like it was crowning jinx was such um such a departure from everything that had come before her yeah i mean it was you're right it was like one of the most iconic seasons ever i also think all stars 2 is one of the the better seasons of drag race where it gives you yeah. unexpected twists. It was also a new uh setup than 
Yeah. We seen the drama was real for that one too. And I wasn't there for that mostly. I mean, I was I wasn't there either, but but just as a viewer, it just it was really really good. I I loved the I loved that season too. I mean, they they've all had like their moments, but um yours all stars has been great i'm i'm super excited to see the last couple of episodes i want to know what the hell's going on with this uh this twist with what's about to happen the game within a game um and i guess we're about to find out this coming week or this yeah this week yeah a couple of days. week the only thing that i'll say about it is it it knocked me on my ass because I didn't realize there was a game within a game, you know. None of y'all that was still in the game did. No, well, and Rue came out at the the very first time she walked into the workroom. She was like, this year it's a game within a game and da 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 and just kept rattling shit off. So it didn't stick in my head. I wasn't like, oh, a game within a game, huh? What could this be? I thought these bitches were packing their bags and leaving. Wow. No. Oh, you just gave us a clue. You just gave us a clue. No, I mean, with the game within a game. Well, girl, everybody gets a chance to play a game. Um, but I thought they were all like, as they got eliminated, they would pack up and leave and do all that. kind. Of, no, no. They surprised all of us. Well, I am super excited. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. So you're going to be in uh, Provincetown for how long? I am in Provincetown until my birthday, September 11th, which is a week after the crowning. So okay. either come and see my show to console me or come and see my show to celebrate with me. Either way, just come and see my show. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this should be out before then. So please go get your tickets if you are uh, in P-Town or go into P-Town or make a special trip to see her mm -hmm. in P-Town. Um, are you doing meet and greets or anything? Um, there are VIP meet and greets after the show. It's being done in a very safe, very distance way, but everybody still gets the, the good old ginger minge experience. They get the conversation, the picture, all that good stuff, but we, we make sure we keep everybody safe. Is there any other major projects that you can talk about right now that are coming out? Sure. Um, so I just filmed a Christmas movie, which will what? be coming out, of course, around Christmas. Uh, it was really fun because we were filming it in LA in July and August. So we're like out in 110 degree weather, girl, pretending it's chilly outside with our sweaters and our puffy vests, our scarves, our earmuffs and all that kind of shit. Oh my God, you had to have been boiling. We were, and they, they would call cut and people would run over and just sop up all the sweat, powder us down and go, quick, roll again, roll again. <laughs> but it was really fun um and then my new album comes out my first single drops uh not next week but the week after so the you week after the an album i did but the first one was just kind of like a fun thing i just i wanted to release some some club music so that when i go to clubs i have something i can dance around to but this next one is it's a country album I've been working on it for a while. It, it's really good. And when I say it's country, I mean, it is country music. It is not drag queen attempts to sing country music with some You're kind talking of- talking about like music. Tammy Wynette. I'm talking about Reba McIntyre, Winona Judd, like all of those, Martina McBride, Lil Garth Brooks, 
you know, <laughs> we're going to throw it all in there. All the country music that I grew up with, it's that vibe, but uh, it's called Double Wide Diva. And it tells my life story through songs. And it's there's one ballad and the rest of them are all just really fun. Like, it's good music. It's really I can't good. wait to hear. Oh, there's one more one thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, yeah. So I am I crazy? Yeah. You had a song on your last album that you just released recently. And Kylie has a song with the same exact name. How did this happen? Did y'all know that that was happening? Was that just a coincidence? Well, we knew it was happening before it happened, but we did. it was another one of those like World of Wonder versus Manila things where it was the same idea that just kind of happened separately. Um, and then when I released my album with Do It Like Dolly on it, Kylie was like, uh, hey girl, um, just so you know, I wrote a song and I recorded it. We're doing a music video and everything. And it's called Do It Like Dolly. And I don't have time to change it. Do you mind? I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit. It's two different songs. We obviously have two different styles. So I, I think that they can live side by side. I think you can listen to both. If you like one, you'll love the other. Like just go. I thought that was just so interesting that like the, like the name Do It Like Dolly is just not very common. I'm like, what are the odds that two drag queens in this same exact same season, season come out with? Yeah, come well, out. Here's the gag though. I recorded that song four years ago. Oh my gosh. Wow. Because most of this album has been, of this past album, the Gummy Bear album, the majority of it was recorded a couple of years ago. And then I added a few things and like freshened up some of the tracks before we released it with the, the beginning of the season. So I didn't even think to like sit or like when when Kylie was doing Dolly Parton for Snatch Game, I didn't think to sit there and be like, oh, you know, I wrote a song about Dolly Parton. It's called Do It Like Dolly. But she, she came out with it and it's I great. I, yeah, I think that you're, I've listened to your album. I listened to some of her music. I think that both are great. You're right. They're completely different. So different, it's not like, yeah. yeah. So I think that, um, people should uh, definitely support you both. I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen, but um, I'm excited to be back with our podcast again. Me too. I'm sorry I've been a busy girl. Same here, bitch. I, you know, I've been a little MIA, but um, I'm back. So. Um, back, back, back again. Yeah, I'm excited to, to do some more of these. So thank you all for listening for today and um, continue to support us. Um, Trinity the Tuck on all my social medias. Ginger Minge, just find me. Go to gingerminge.com. You can find all of my socials right there. Yes, did you prepare a, a, a game today? I did not prepare a game for us. Yeah, oh, <laughs> boo. Okay, well, y'all gonna have to... Stay tuned for the next uh, podcast for us to uh, come up with another one. I That game's so fun. It is fun. And, you know, people have really been loving it, too, because I've been getting emails from people going, girl, you should check this one out or you should try this one. I've oh. Googled half of those porn titles and I would not suggest it. <laughs> that is yeah. it's frightening. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get to play that game again soon. Anyway, it's been fun catching up with you. And until next time, guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, and remember, hashtag Team Ginger. <laughs> yes, Team Ginger. All right. <laughs> All right, honey, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Thanks.